listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Have you ever been to Georgia, Zach? No, only to the airport. Oh. Oh, yeah, that doesn't count. I've been to Georgia a few times. I've been to Savannah and Atlanta. I think those are the only places I've been to in Georgia, but it's cool. I like Georgia. I've driven through Georgia. Oh, you have? Actually, maybe not. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) For a second, I thought for sure that I had driven to Florida, but I don't think I have. If I did, I was tiny. Okay. Tiny Zach doesn't count. I have never been to Georgia. Okay, great. Let's start from there. So you've never been to Georgia. I've been there twice. Yet I – so this is a suggestion from our friend and listener. Her name is Aubrey, and we really appreciate her listening. Cool. Awesome. Um, And uh, so she sent – me this suggestion i think on the instagram page or something and when i read it i had never heard of this thing and i had no idea what it was Mm. um but i was like that's super cool because i i that's the point of this show perfect yeah to learn you know get a little get a little smarter about something that you never knew about or didn't know that much about um so i i looked it up just to see what the heck it was before i was gonna <laughs> assign it to you to make sure she didn't I mean, just make something yeah, up. yeah i trust her <laughs> i i knew it would be a good topic but i was like let's just get a little handle on this um so it's called the or they are called the georgia guidestones have you ever heard of them yes Okay, perfect. So you know about them. I I didn't know anything about them. I looked them up and not to spoil the episode or or give you a leg up on your research, but it's basically this um, monument, I guess you would call it, and it's like stone and it has inscription in it and I think there are various languages and it's not very old. I don't rem- – again, I wasn't trying to do all your work for you, mm-hmm. but it's not super old. Um, and it it has some perhaps either suggestions or directions on it for humanity it seems. Anyway, it's really cool. One of the things I read was that some people refer to it as the American Stonehenge. And, you know, Stonehenge is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So this has got to be cool too. Definitely, yeah. I'm trying to think what I – where or what I learned about it or where I read it, I cannot remember. Um, but yeah, this is perfect. This is something that is probably something that we should all know more about. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, this will be great because I know I've heard of it and I know it's really cool. Yeah. And, and it's it's one of those things that it's going to be like, oh my God, how did we not know about right, that? Right, yeah. And, it, and this one particularly feels... Uh, fascinating and intriguing. Yeah, you and know? like, yeah, this is exactly the type of stuff that I love to dig into. Yeah, me too. Great. Well, well, you're welcome. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, Aubrey. Yeah, thank you, Aubrey. And, uh, and good luck. Awesome. The Gladstones of Georgia. The Joey Gladstones. I don't get that reference. Oh, it's from Full House. Oh, darn it. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) Let's restart. The Georgia Guidestones, uh, they are a granite monument. Great. That's what I said. A monument. In Georgia. And I got to say, in the intro, you asked if I had heard of them. 
And I said yes, but once I learned what they are, I have never heard of these. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I was thinking of the Dare Stones. Do you know what those are? No. I forget which state they were founded, in, like Maryland or Virginia or something like that. Oh. They're really, really old and inscribed stones, and yes. you have no idea who wrote them or how they got them. something along those lines. You know, it, I, mm-hmm. as I said in the intro, I don't really remember where I learned it or like any specifics about it. But that's what I thought we were talking about. Totally different thing. Yeah, this is totally different. This, like you said, is the stone the American Stonehenge? Mm. I, again, talking when you said that, and I thought I knew what you were talking about. I thought it was just because it was like, how did they get here? What are they? Stones. <laughs> right, but no, like this thing literally looks like Stonehenge. Right, right. So it's a granite monument that was put up in 1980. Right. Yeah. Not Which, that long ago. Like you ago. said, fairly, yeah. not fairly, very recently. Much more recent than Stonehenge. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, so the way it works is it's a monument of five, I'll, I'll just start by saying five uh, granite slabs. Okay. That are about 19 feet tall. Oh, wow. That's really tall. Yeah, they are. I know. I didn't realize they were that. I was looking at photos of them for several minutes before I read how tall they were, and I was surprised. Yeah, I saw a photo, too. So it's kind of like if you can picture um, if you arranged some dominoes standing straight up, you know, like a Mm -hmm. building, uh, into a plus sign, but with space in between all of them so they weren't butted up against each other, but, you know, one facing... Up, down, left, right, standing oh, okay. on the long end. You so know, like long end up. Four of them? Four of them. Okay. Uh-huh. And then if you had some space in the middle, and then there was a fifth one just kind of diagonal in the middle. Oh. That's how these slabs are arranged. And then they have another, uh, I believe they call it the capstone, that sits on top, that uh-huh. kind of rests on top of all five of those mm-hmm. stones. Like a roof. Yeah, like a roof, but it's a lot smaller than those ones, so it doesn't mm-hmm. actually extend to the outside of those larger slabs. Okay. Um, it's a little smaller, but it touches all five of them sitting on top. Oh. So it's really weird because yeah. the thing about the Georgia Guidestones is that nobody knows who paid for and why they erected them. Hmm. Yeah. So kind of like Stonehenge, but like people must have realized when they were put there because it was 1980 people were driving around on their car phones or whatever they were doing <laughs> and they would have noticed but but they but it was unclear as to who directed this well not exactly it's a really interesting story so oh, great <laughs> they were commissioned by a man named RC Christian okay who was very forthright if that's the correct word and that that was a fake name, but that's oh. the name that he went by. Okay. And he came to this town. Presumably, he didn't live anywhere near there. This The town is called uh, Elberton, Georgia. It's okay. about 90 miles east of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He comes to this town, approaches the uh, local... They have a really big quarry nearby. Um, he approaches the Elberton Granite Company. This is in June of 1979. Okay. And he goes there, and he's like... Hey, I want to get this monument made. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be huge. Yeah, it's gonna be huge. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be you know like nineteen feet by four feet. We need five of them, and mm-hmm. then this one and that one. And the people are like, "What are you like? 
this yeah. sounds insane. That's way bigger than anything we've ever done. Right. And he's like, well, that's what I want. And, mm-hmm. and they're to like, them, hey, they're like, this is, this great is money We're crazy. The so he, Christian is telling them, he's like, I represent a group of loyal Americans who wish to remain anonymous. Loyal Americans? That's his quote. Huh. So, loyal to whom? Or well, what? Well, when you learn what's on the stones, mm. that'll give it a little okay. bit of context. Okay. So the people at the granite company are like, we can't like this is we can't process this request. We can't even pull granite of that size. That's again uh, way bigger than anything we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I need it to be them standing up on their sides. I need the foundation <laughs> there. And they're uh, like, Did you hear? We just said we can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he says, and I need it to be able to withstand any sort of catastrophic event. Oh. And they're like, Okay, this is really, really. Weird. Yeah. This guy's kind of weirding us out. Like, yeah. we don't want to do business with him. <laughs> so they look at everything that he's requesting, and they, uh, according to the Granite Company, mm-hmm. they said that they quoted him a price that was just mm. outrageous. Several times what this would actually cost. Right. But, you know, just like, essentially of... for him to see the nu- – because they thought he was nuts. Right. For him to see the number and be like, oh, I can't – never mind. Right. They thought he was a- – Truly a crazy person. I don't know if they thought he was just insane and didn't have a dollar to spend, but Mm -hmm. I think they were like, this is crazy. This guy's asking for something that, A, we've never done anything of this scale. B, we've never had anyone pay us to do anything of this scale. Mm -hmm. And even though he looked like a reputable guy, it was just so outlandish that Mm -hmm. they didn't trust that this was actually going to be a project that they would see through or that he would be able to pay for. Mm -hmm. So they quote him this crazy number and he's like, Okay, sounds good. Really? I'll take it, yeah. Wow. So, what a twist. <laughs> Christian asks the guy at the Granite Company, do you have a banker in town who can help us, you know, get this deal together? Mm-hmm. And he, Do you know how much it was? Do you, I don't know. I didn't see... I, okay. I didn't specifically look for that figure, so you might be able to find it mm-hmm. if you look, but I do know that things got really serious when he wired them a $10,000 deposit, and okay. that was like... Okay, this guy's for real. Yeah. Um, but I would imagine it was many, many, many times more than that. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't seem like a whole lot for for even just the granite itself, let right. alone the labor. Of yeah, the whole it. thing is over a hundred tons of granite. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's only amongst six stones, I believe. Well, no, there's some foundation stones under it too. Wow. But anyway, uh, so he gets in touch with this banker in town. The banker's like. Yeah, this sounds insane, but we'll make <laughs> I'm a it banker. work. I fund insane things all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I forget that guy's name. Um, but anyway, they start working together. We'll call him Clyde. Clyde, yeah, Clyde. <laughs> he uh, he starts getting the money together. The guy's sending in the deposit. He's sending in money from banks all over the country so that it can't be traced. Whoa! And it really does sound like this was a group effort in this guy rc christian was just the one who was seeing it yeah yeah so they're getting this money and uh they again at that point are trusting him that this Mm -hmm. is actually gonna work so they start trying to get the granite the granite mine is only three miles away from where they are uh from or actually i should say from where the monument is today okay but they, did they know that even at that point that that's where they were gonna where it was gonna end up 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe he, they'd that's be the why one he approached that granite company yeah. because it was going to be somewhere that around there. That makes a lot of sense. But he didn't have the site picked out just yet. Mm. Um, so anyway, they're going in. They're trying to cut the granite, and they get really lucky that they're able to find pieces that fit those specs. Yeah. Because, like I said, this is a lot bigger than anything they had done in the past. So they were able to pull out pieces that were large enough, um, and they get the project rolling. In the meantime, R.C. Christian, he is he had chartered an airplane, and he's scouting by air uh, places to put this oh. monument. Mm-hmm. So he settles on a hill that I believe is the highest point, either the highest point in the county or in the town, or a high point. We'll say okay. <laughs> it's a high uh, point. And it's on the farm of a man named Wayne Mullinex. Okay. So Christian approaches him. And he asks if he can purchase five acres of his cattle ranch mm-hmm. for the, the placement of this monument. Mm-hmm. And the guy Wayne's like, yeah, sure. I, You know, that sounds like... <laughs> that's fine. That's reasonable. <laughs> five acres for $5,000. And then Christian also granted Wayne... $5,000? Uh-huh. That's pretty cheap. Maybe that was a good price in 1980. Maybe he wasn't doing anything with it. Maybe it's such a high point that you can't farm on it. So well. No, it's not like <laughs> <laughs> the Andes Mountains. Uh-huh. It's like... It, 700 feet above sea level. Okay. I don't know. I'm trying to justify why this guy let his land go for so cheap. And they trek up to like this snowy (laughs) mountain top. And like the cows can't even breathe up here. They're above the tree line. No, it's it's like a gentle grass-covered hill that just happens to be the high the highest point around. Maybe that was a fair price in 1980. It probably was. I mean, it's... Inflation is wild. Very rural Georgia, $1,000 an acre. For land that is just going to be used for cattle forever anyway. It's mm-hmm. still used for that. Uh, yeah. The guy Wayne actually still lives there. Oh, So uh, Christian bought it for $5,000 for mm-hmm. the five acres. Plus he granted Wayne and his family, you know, his kids, mm-hmm. uh, rights to let their cattle graze on that land. Uh, an easement, if you will. Sorry. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Wayne Molinex actually still lives there as of... I saw a video that was from February of last year, 2019. Okay. And they're interviewing Wayne Mullinex, the guy who actually spoke with R.C. Christian, mm-hmm. because only two, three people, I believe, in the town actually had face-to-face dealings with him. Yeah. That was Wayne, the guy he bought the land from, the uh, whoever he was talking to at the Granite Company, and then that banker that he Clyde. was talking to. Yeah, Clyde. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um so in the video, it's interesting. Wayne seems to know a little bit more than he discloses. Wayne is privy. I think Wayne's a little privy, uh, but he said that at the time, R.C. Christian was probably in his early 70s. Oh. So the guy interviewing him is like, could he still, you know, this is before he mm-hmm. mentioned his age. He's like, who is he? He's like, I don't know. I can't say. Mm. And he's like, could he still be alive? And he's like, probably not. I mean. You know, yeah, is he was in his early seventies at the time, so it's not impossible, but mm-hmm. also he, highly unlikely yeah, he'd be, be pretty impressive. One of the oldest were. men on earth, if yeah. he were. So he settles on this this plot. The granite company is getting everything out of the ground, and things are starting to roll along. And before uh, before R. C. Christian leaves town, he goes back to the granite company with the final plans. He has them in a shoebox. And it's mm-hmm. a little, uh, like, model of what he needs it to look like. Mm-hmm. And then about 10 pages of instructions. Wow. Including all of the written script that they oh, want etched into, yeah, into uh, the granite. Mm-hmm. 
So they, I was like, 10 pages? That's a lot. You could just draw that one domino situation you described. It seems like enough. <laughs> well, it's, there's yeah. not 10 pages worth of worth of text here, so I'm assuming it was just a lot of like, He's very here's thorough. exactly what we need. Here's probably how you should do it. Mm-hmm. We want it to be this, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he's a little micromanaging, you know, that type of guy. Uh, Yeah, could be. Um, But one thing that we haven't mentioned yet is that, and I don't really get this, so we'll double back to it in a minute, but the... The slabs themselves are arranged like they're like astronomically arranged. Oh, aligned with the stars yes. in some way. Okay. So it was a very specific placement that they needed to. Right. And this guy left town and left it all up to the granite company. Wow. And they actually got the help from like a astrology or not astrology uh, astronomy professor from a local university mm. because it needed to be so specific. Right. Fast forward, uh, March of 1980. This is when they have the opening ceremony for the monument. Oh. So it's only a few months. I thought you were going to say the Olympics. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he approaches the Granite Company in June 79. He buys mm-hmm. the land in, I think, October 79. And then they're unveiling it in March. Wow. Yeah. So pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. Uh, it's impressive. There was a crowd of about I don't know, a couple hundred people mm-hmm. who showed up. I'm assuming mostly local people. Yeah. Some of those cows who were displaced using their easement rights. <laughs> like, this land is our land. <laughs> so all these people show up. They unveil the monument. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, well, oh, okay. That's pretty mm-hmm. pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> and then they just go about their business. Uh-huh. Uh, but apparently there, there was a, a local minister. And I'm sure there were rumors swirling who was putting this up, what was it actually yeah. for, before it was actually unveiled. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the opening ceremony, there was a local minister, and he called it a place for sun worshipers mm. and cult worship and for devil oh, worship. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Kind of, You know, like I said, there's, I'm sure, a lot of rumors and people were very skeptical of mm-hmm. who the stranger was coming to put this very odd monument. No one's ever seen anything like this before. It's got these strange inscriptions. Yeah. So, there were there are a lot of conspiracies around it, and I'm sure they all stem more or less from there, or at least from the very beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's interesting is pretty quickly after it's unveiled, mm-hmm. Christian, I think he mail he writes to the bank. And, Clyde. Hey, <laughs> sorry, he uh-huh. writes to Clyde. Yeah. You're forgetting that guy's name. Yeah. He writes to Clyde, and uh, he's like. Hey, you know that monument we just built? And Clyde's, and Clyde's like, like yeah, of course. yes, it's all I've been working on for the past six months. <laughs> and he's like, uh, well, now that it's done, we don't really, we don't need to own it. So can you transfer the ownership of the monument and those five acres of land to the county? Oh. So they do that, mm-hmm. which I think is really smart because now it's on the county to maintain it. Yeah. But I guess also the, they could just as easily remove it if they wanted, but I don't know why you would. Yeah, true. But once you transfer ownership to them, I guess it was a little bit of a roll in the dice that they could have been like, you know what, this thing's a distraction, or mm-hmm. people are saying X, Y, and Z about it. We're yeah, but gonna... think how much money it would cost to dismantle it. Taxpayers would have a uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it would take that yeah, much. But know. either way, it still stands today. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good 
part, a good point, that we could get into what's actually written on these stones. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm sure everybody's very curious. Yeah, I read a tiny bit and I didn't, you know, I like to maintain the element of um, surprise for myself while we record. So I didn't want to get too into it, but um, but it looked weird. It looked good and weird. It's, Tell us what it says. It's both. <laughs> yeah, so, it is both good and weird. Before I read what is actually on the stones, I'll say that uh, the four outer stones, so like I said, if you arrange them in sort of a plus sign shape, Mm -hmm. on each of those stones, on each side, written in a different language, Mm -hmm. is the same set of ten guidelines. Oh. So there are eight languages in all. Mm -hmm. You have English, Spanish, Mm -hmm. Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. Oh, traditional Chinese? Is That's that what it says. different than Mandarin? I have no idea. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I speak neither. Right. So there are eight different languages represented there, all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the way that people take this message is that whoever this group of, quote, loyal Americans was, mm-hmm. they really, if it hasn't come across yet, because I have not said it, they erected this monument Almost as a warning slash guideline for future generations and future civilizations mm. should something catastrophic happen on Earth. Mm. That's why these things are so monumental. Mm-hmm. That's why they're so durable. That's why they needed them to be able to Withstand. survive something yeah. devastating on Earth. Mm-hmm. And they were erected in 1980, which a lot of people are quick to point out was a time where the cold war right. was happening the threat of so nuclear annihilation missiles was being real. launched on earth yeah. was very real and mm-hmm. a lot of people thought that that could happen any day right. and you know all that could very quickly get out of hand to the point where it wipes out mm-hmm. a very 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 large majority of the earth right so that's kind of that's the general consensus on since nobody truly knows who these people are, why they put it there. Mm-hmm. It, that's like the um, the Occam's razor approach to it. That's probably mm. the simplest explanation is that these people, whoever they were, yeah, it was simply um, guidance for a future civilization should ours cease mm-hmm. to exist. So that said, mm-hmm. the ten guidelines, okay, are number one. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, oh. meaning a population of 500 million, which uh, one source I saw pointed out was one tenth of the population at the current time that at the time that this was erected. OK, <laughs> so that might mean that they are assuming that whoever sees that is um, living in a post apocalyptic world where mm-hmm. the population has been reduced to under that. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Okay. Which is Great. a little weird. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. a strange thing to say. Yeah. And it's got, again, people point out it's sort of like a eugenics approach to like selective reproduction, which or, is. Well, but they say diversity, at least. A lot of times when you, when you go down the wrong path with reproduction, you're trying to, um, eliminate diversity you're really focusing on one strain um so that's yeah. good yeah i mean but but weird still weird still i weird. think improving fitness 
probably mm. negates improving any of the good yeah. good side of see when i heard that improving i was like diversity. Oh, we should all eat less sugar yes <laughs> no i think it's more like <laughs> okay maybe like don't yeah not don't let perpetuate the, the lines these of people or that people reproduce people. Yeah. yeah okay not not so hot great not so hot. Mm-hmm. number three uh unite humanity with a living new language okay to okay. one language world yeah which i know is an existing conspiracy that a lot of people are uh, I guess afraid of that oh. that the world will eventually you know evolve into a one government, one money, one language, which um, is the opposite of diversity, I suppose. True. Uh, number four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Well, that sounds good. Some of these are just flat yeah. out good, <laughs> like that one. Uh, number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. That also Great. sounds good. Great. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Okay, cool. Yeah. So nice. even though they're talking about a, in my words, one world language, mm-hmm. and number three, and number six, they're like, but let all the nations like do their own yeah. thing. And then any external uh, disputes, like, that could be settled in a world court. Also, conspiracy about one world language, like, we kind of already have that. It's English. Everyone learns English, and it's not that no one's allowed to speak any other language, but people have taken it upon themselves to learn English. I'm not, like, I don't really know the heart of that conspiracy, but I think mm-hmm. the language part is... is uh, below, like, the government and the money. Yeah, so I yeah. think that's – it's a much larger thing than just the language. But I think some people believe – you know, the language would follow suit with those two other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Yeah. Agreed. Full, full on. Do it. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. Excellent. Number nine, Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. That sounds, sounds a little like out there. A line from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> 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 okay, but great. It's a little hippy dippy yeah, or something, but not that. Uh, yeah, I agree. Number ten and the last one: be not a cancer on earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. <laughs> Poor editing skills there. <laughs> I, didn't even, uh, I, re- I, I, to be honest, didn't read these before. As you weird as that may them. sound, no. I guess you have to prioritize your time. I mean, you in the research, read I, that, that was my plan. And also yeah. in the research, it's like I I, I read about some of mm-hmm. these, so I knew what they were going to say. But uh, yeah, leave room for nature. They hammer that in there twice yeah. at the end. I mean, that's nice. They're, they they want us to treat the earth well. Well, there will be a lot of room for nature if the population is only 500 million true, people. True, very true. So anyway, again, that's written in eight different languages. Mm-hmm. And then on that capstone, the roof, mm-hmm. as you called it, on yeah. top, uh, written in – so that that's a flat stone that sits on top. Okay. And around the – the, the small edge going around that stone uh-huh. written in four different, I guess – I don't know what you call them, ancient, ancient languages. Uh, on each side, four sides, it's written in Babylonian, oh. classical Greek, ancient Egyptian, and Sanskrit. It says, let these be guidestones to an age of reason. Oh. In those four different ancient scripts, I guess. Okay. 
But yeah. now, if, let's say you could read that, you can't read any other ones. I, I agree. It's odd <laughs> that they would put yeah. that in different languages than would appear on the actual right. guide stones. Well, they're just, you know, throwing a lot of spaghetti at the wall, hoping something will stick. <laughs> yeah, I think that was just a nice touch. Uh, and then, so you have those six stones. Mm-hmm. The four that make up the plus sign, the one that is the same size, give or take, oh, that in stands in the middle. Yeah. And then the sixth one that caps the, the top. And then you have a seventh stone that sits just a few feet away that is uh, buried in the ground, almost oh. like a plaque, you know, oh, so you oh. just see the uh-huh. face of the stone. Yeah. And that's, it is pretty much a plaque. Mm-hmm. It has information regarding the stone. It says, commissioned by R.C. Christian, erected on whatever it was, May 29th, 1980, mm-hmm. paid for by, uh, oh, I can't find it, but it says like paid for by a group of loyal Americans for a mm-hmm. new generation, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it has all of the dimensions of the stones. Like it says, hmm. comprised of four stones, being mm-hmm. 19 feet, three inches, six feet, six inches wide. You know, it has like all the specs of every stone. Really just lays it all out. Oh, right here. Sponsors, a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. That's huh. what it says on the stone. Okay. So about the astronomical features... Same thing. I'm going to read these off from a, uh, I think it's, yeah, a Wired article. Okay. Because I don't, I, I'm I'm not, I don't know a lot about astronomy. You're not an astronomer? And, uh, <laughs> surprising, I know. Oh my gosh. Um, I've been duped. And I don't really know what all of this means and the significance of it. So rather than me try to put it in my own words, mm-hmm. I'm just going to read it and for all and the astronomers out there. This is me quoting the Wired article. Built to survive the apocalypse, the Georgia Guidestones are not merely instructions for future. The massive granite slabs also function as a clock, calendar, and compass. Oh, that's awesome. So, number one, the monument sits at the highest point in Elbert County. Huh, I was right. Ah, oh, there you go. I was right, meaning I remembered that I had yeah. that. <laughs> uh, and is oriented to track the sun's east to west migration year round. Oh. Number two, on an equinox or solstice, visitors who stand at the west side of the mail slot are positioned to see the sunrise on the horizon. Now, the mail slot is a um, mail slot-shaped gap between two of the stones. You're saying mail slot, like M-A-I-L, like yeah, a mail yes. slot? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, like, a, like a mail slot in a door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in a body. Yeah, got it. <laughs> not like a butt. Um, okay. So then, number three, an eye-level hole drilled into the center support stones. A support stone allows stargazers on the south side to locate Polaris, the North Star. Mm -hmm. So you stand there, you look through, and you're looking right at the North Star because the North Star, I think, moves very little little in the sky. Yeah. Uh, Which makes me wonder how it moves at all, if it's always visible through that same hole. I don't. Like, does I don't it move know like it side does. to side? You know. I don't know if it does because it always points north. I th- but I know, you but know I what? did read that it, it moves do. very. It said like very incrementally or very little. Maybe that okay. means like over this. You know, as the history of astronomy, it is moving, but it's always mm. in the same basically spot. But like yeah. technically, it is moving. You know, maybe it's something like that. Could be. And number four, a seven eighths inch hole drilled through the capstone focuses a sunbeam on the center column and at noon pinpoints the day of the year. What? Really? Which is crazy. That's awesome. 
Yeah. So like I said, they had to get an astronomer from, I think, the University of Georgia to be there while they set up these stones because it's obviously extremely precise. That was the best day of that astronomer's life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm making history. <laughs> He's like, I actually get to do something tangible. So, I'm just kidding. Astronomers are very important. But like, that's really cool. Indiana Jones stuff. So It is. This was part of the plan, obviously. Mm. The, the people who devised this, obviously goes without saying i'll say obviously one more time <laughs> built this and they uh i guess he rc christian when he was first getting this thing you know getting the wheels in motion on the whole project mm-hmm. he told the people at i think the bank that this anonymous group who wished to remain anonymous forever mm-hmm. oh and by the way when he uh the, the guy at the bank clyde clyde mm-hmm. would not do the deal Unless he got the real identity of R.C. Christian. Mm. So after some back and forth, R.C. Christian agreed that, okay, well, we can do this legitly, but you're signing this non-disclosure agreement. You're swearing to never tell a soul Mm -hmm. my actual name upon completion. You're agreeing to destroy all the documents. You know, like we can do this, but like the secrecy is the most important thing. So uh, they did all of that. Uh, and this group that wished to remain anonymous, uh, he told the people at the bank that they had been planning this for 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I get the sense that they probably weren't a local group. They probably no. were like, they probably picked that site for a reason, um, or at least that area because they, you know, took some shopping around before yeah. they landed on that five acre plot. So I don't think it needed to be right there mm-hmm. but they picked that region for yeah i'm sure they picked some reason georgia and that part of georgia for mm-hmm. some specific reason yeah i mean given the the secrecy surrounding this group and the fact that money was coming from yeah all over the country i would imagine that this could you know this is probably a group of people that is really spread out and this could have ended up anywhere mm-hmm. so it's interesting that it found its way to this tiny little town in georgia yeah it's a very small town this town is about 4,500 people Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that when this monument was going up, it was a big deal. Yeah. Like we said, when they revealed it, I think 400 people, something like that, came mm-hmm. out. It's a pretty hefty percentage of the entire town's population, yeah, if you yeah. think about it. The, the numbers reported ranged a bit, but at the high end, it was about 400 people, mm-hmm. which seems reasonable. Um, so a lot of people are opposed to it. Like that minister who was mm-hmm. at the opening was yeah. like, this is some satanic thing. Like, this yeah. is weird. We don't like this. We don't know who these people are. I mean, yeah, we haven't mentioned it yet, but like 10 suggestions slash guidelines. It sounds like 10 commandments. Perhaps. Oh, yeah, very much so. So, like, people don't like when people step in and do stuff that sounds like God and isn't God. And, mm-hmm. you know, they don't like it. Yeah. Um, and then there are people who love it there. Mm. People who visit it frequently and and you know just think it's cool and think it's it is something significant and they like it that it's there and mm-hmm. they like that it's in their little town yeah um so there's a lot of back and forth on people over the decades of groups trying to get it taken down i mm. mean i don't think these are major efforts but yeah. i think it you know as you can imagine this has happened people yeah. trying to get it taken down but again it still stands today um there are the conspiracies that swirl around i I couldn't find anyone who really convinced me at all. You know, like I, I couldn't, I, I, yeah. I, obviously I had limited time, but I right. tried searching out these conspiracies to be like, what, maybe there is something that sounds kind of interesting, but they're kind of 
I'll call them run of the mill, you know, people mm-hmm. who accuse a Christian of representing a Luciferian society, you know, just of being a Satanist. Yeah, I seriously doubt that one. Right. <laughs> it, 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 honestly, it doesn't get that much more interesting yeah. from there. I feel like this um, this whole story and situation doesn't require conspiracy theories because it just is a conspiracy. Like, it's a conspiracy of some kind. Like, it's a secret I agree. group who did that. Like, that's not a secret. That is a secret group who put this up. Yeah. So... So anyone who's out there thinking, man, some people got together and put, it's like, yep, sir, you are correct. Like that yeah. definitely happened. You, I guess, um, it would be cool to hypothesize as to exactly who they are and, and, and their true reasons behind it. But they also kind of told us their reasons behind it. It's written yeah. on it, what their reasons it's are. It's almost like calling conspiracy theorists a conspiracy it's like no they're tell they, you know like you said yeah they're, they're out there they're telling you like yeah what's the conspiracy the, there is no real conspiracy because the people who this is meant for are gonna have no inkling to who put it there or what it's right. just these guidelines yeah so there's really nothing to be gained of the people living today right they are simply putting their ideas out there for the future mm-hmm. uh you know if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, they're hoping that people have no guidance and that this can be really useful, you mm-hmm. know? So it's not, it doesn't seem to be pushing any overt agenda that is like, well, yeah. if the future, if people do survive this catastrophic event, we can ensure that they will live by our values and they will start, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's yeah. very general exactly. values. Yeah, it doesn't, pretty general. it doesn't guide people into some religion or cult. Like a lot of mm-hmm. people associate this with, right. Yeah. Um, the real, yeah. the real exciting, um, I guess, mystery of it is who are these people? Um, maybe, maybe they're famous, well-known people, and we don't know who they are because they remained anonymous. Um, it does, obviously, my brain goes to Freemason type stuff, which they're probably some kind of group like that, um, and maybe they're just, maybe it is something kind of salacious and and ritualistic and they get together once a year and wear weird outfits or maybe it's just a bunch of rich people and who knows what rich people get up to you know yeah it could be anyone i don't know yeah. it doesn't i'm not that worried about who put it there no i'm really i feel not like worried if, if you learn about who like if you if it was revealed who put it there it's i don't know i just see it being kind of anticlimactic yeah mm-hmm. whether it's the weirdest freakiest oddest cult you've ever imagined mm-hmm. or it's just a group of like conservative patriots who mm-hmm. had the money to put this you know yeah. i don't know it's like the point is the, the message is already out there right, and yeah. it's not for us the message isn't for the people living today so and even if we took the message it's like we said it's pretty general and yeah it doesn't seem to deviate too much from what we already do and the things that do deviate like taking care of nature it would do us well yeah. to listen to them so cool i mean they i i i think they're cool i don't know uh, well, one more mystery mm. that uh is swirling around these stones okay swirling so <laughs> the biggest mystery of course is who mm-hmm. put it there yeah I guess the second biggest mystery is why did they put it there? <laughs> and then the third biggest mystery, the one I'm talking about, okay. is uh, on that description stone that's just a few feet away mm, that has plaque. all the specs. Yeah, the plaque. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're written on there. It says there's there's a time capsule buried underneath. Oh. And then it says 
date buried, date dug up. Uh-huh. But both of those are left blank. Oh. So it's as if they put that on the plaque. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, the plaque is like six feet by seven feet. It's mm. not a plaque. Right. You know, it's a huge it's stone a in the ground or yeah. however big it is. Um, probably much bigger than what I just said. But anyway, so, you know, so the obvious answer is, oh, they probably put that there and then just never buried it and never yeah. etched the date into it. But, you know, it looks kind of stupid because they put that on yeah. this permanent plaque but of course some people theorize that they did in fact bury something there Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know for whatever reason that date didn't end up on the plaque Mm -hmm. so when they were interviewing in that video i mentioned where they're interviewing that guy wayne mullinex Mm -hmm. he he kind of you get the sense that he knows that they buried something there Hmm. but again he won't divulge anything wow so it's a mystery um perhaps there's something significant buried there or it's just the most embarrassing gaffe of all time where the guy, you know, Christian flies back after this whole thing is done and he talks to the other donors and they're like, and the time capsule? And he's like, oh, shoot. And he just like, totally <laughs> forgot. And he's right. like, dang it. I never filled it in. I didn't do the time capsule, guys. <laughs> or they dig up the time capsule and it's just a lot of like. Like Ronald Reagan pins and like Lake yeah. Placid Olympic <laughs> <That's all laughs> posters, yeah. And we're like, yeah, oh, a pretty standard time capsule in 1980. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe there's something there. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Or not? I mean, that's the other thing. There's no plans to dig anything up, and right. I don't know who's going to take that initiative, especially if it is in fact buried underneath the monument. I mean, that just seems like yeah, it's a lot of work. That's a mystery that's going to last forever because. Or until this thing gets destroyed one way right. or another. Yeah. Um, which probably won't happen anytime soon because it's built to withstand just about anything. Mm-hmm. It has been vandalized a few times, but just, you know, what you would think, graffiti yeah. and things yeah, like that yeah. and people writing, um, you know, graffiti that's sort of related to the monument itself. Some, you know, people write like, I am the god of ISIS or whatever. Oh. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. the <laughs> terrorist faction, but, you know, like okay. the actual god named ISIS. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Got it. You know, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Um, but nothing major. I think it happened in t- 2008 and then in 2014. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it brings about 10,000 tourists a year to oh, this yeah. small town, so That's I'm cool. sure they yeah. are happy to have that. Yeah, why not? That's like double the population. So, yeah, ooh. and everyone who shows up there gets to, to walk around and touch it and look at it and, and come up with their own theory. Mm-hmm. That would be real. I would love to see that. That's a really cool, yeah, weird thing. Neat. It feels like a the kind of thing that you see in other other countries, like older countries mm-hmm. than ours, um, and it's... A, Weird, little mystery, little yeah. cool, little good device, and and a lot of languages that would be cool to see as well. And maybe a lot of people know about this. I don't know, but like in the intro, yeah, I even I though know. I thought we were talking about something else, <laughs> it, it still stands. It's like, yeah, why don't we know about this? Yeah, this seems, I know. It, it's not the most significant thing on earth, but also. It seems like something that we it's, should have at least heard of. Yeah. I've never heard of this. I've never seen the photo of it. You in know? America. Yeah. We're American. So, yeah. yeah. I know. I'm surprised, too. And and we should check it out next time we're in Georgia. It makes you wonder what other mysterious things are out there that we have no idea about. True. Probably a lot. Probably a whole lot. Now that you mention it, there probably is. Yeah. 
Well, we'll, we'll find out and we'll cover them on the next episode of <laughs> 30 Minute Expert. Good job. That was awesome. Oh, do you have any questions? Yeah, I mean, I think you answered that. I mean, I guess the lingering question, who is R.C. Christian? Do you know? Hmm. Is he related to R.C. Cola? Are they brothers? Yeah, brother-in-law. Okay. Um, oh, there was another thing. What is it? People connected the name R.C. Christian with... Um... Roman Catholic Church. R.C.C. Christian. No, but that's really good. I don't know if that was on the list of... Of the, you know, the deviations of the name that I had. I may have just cracked it. Yeah, you may have. There Maybe was, he was the Pope in There disguise. was the other thing. Uh, what was it called? It's the, um... Ah, now I gotta look it up because this is gonna be annoying to me and maybe to someone listening. Uh... Okay, I found it. Mm. Um, this is on Wikipedia. Others have suggested that the stones were commissioned by the Rosicrucians. With oh. conspiracy theorist Jay Widener observing that the pseudonym of the man who commissioned the stones, R.C. Christian, resembles Rose Cross Christian or Christian Rosencruz, the founder of the Rosicrucian order. Are, is that... Um... The Rosicrucians is like, a, a, again, I'm just reading off Wikipedia, a spiritual and cultural, cultural movement which arose in Europe in the early 17th century after the publication of several texts which purported to announce the existence of a unknown esoteric order to the world and uh, you know blah oh, blah blah like that okay. sort of thing i thought they were modern knights templar or something uh i'm they sure there is like... a modern a modern version of them or that they just still exist under the same name i'm sure yeah these people are just another it sounds like another well they one must still groups. exist if in 1980 people were theorizing that that's... no no those people definitely still yeah yeah i'm just saying maybe they're different than the knights templar I've Maybe it was not correct about that, but it sounds like similar. Yeah, th- similar this what I just read doesn't sound exactly like it. But... Yeah, it sounds like its own thing. Yeah, but but yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's got to be the Freemasons, kind of the nice. Yeah, template. they're yeah. all like kind of the same thing. I think. Um, so I mean, yeah. in our limited knowledge, yeah, I think they yeah. kind of. Oh no, they're going to come after <laughs> us. Uh, but yeah, I mean, clearly this is a, a group with a, a, a similarly mind. A similarly minded group of people who have goals in common and think that they know something about the world and how it works and or should work. And that sounds like what all these things are mm-hmm. to me. Um, but but it would be cool to know exactly who they are. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Well, great job. I loved learning about that. Yeah, this was very, very cool. And this was a great suggestion, Aubrey. Thank yeah, you. thank you. This is super fun. Yeah. And I truly do want to go and check it out. Next time we're in Georgia. Next time we're in Georgia. <laughs> we'll stop by. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30minutexpertpodcast, that's 30minutexpertpodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.